welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. We're back to the interviews. Oh my gosh. And I'm so excited. It has been a hot second since we had interviews, you guys. Um, Just with the chaos of, you know, the last several months, I just did not have the time or energy to get interviews on the podcast. So I'm so excited to be starting them back up. And today we are having Anna Anderson on the podcast. And Anna is absolutely phenomenal. I met her in my mastermind and I just adore her. She is the cutest human um, and she is absolutely amazing at what she does. She's a wedding photographer and she is a business coach. And so we are talking about all things self-care on the podcast today and I'm so excited. She coaches business owners how to run a balanced business by prioritizing self-care, self-respect and their mental health, which we are all about. So her mission in life is to empower women to run a successful business with confidence, purpose and a whole lot of fun. So this episode is so fun. I had such a good time chatting with Anna. I personally am going to be listening back to this episode because she shared so many incredible nuggets about taking care of yourself, taking care of yourself and your business, taking care of your business. So this is an amazing episode, honestly, starting in this new year for you to start it very healthily and not get burnt out, you guys. So I'm so excited. I'm going to stop blabbing. We will get straight into it with Anna. I hope you love this episode. And here we go. Hello, everyone. Today we have Anna Anderson on the podcast and Anna, you are literally my first guest to be on the podcast in like months. Um, So I'm like me just forgetting how to do an intro to an interview. I'm like, how did I use to start these? It's been so long. So thank you for being the first back. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's so funny. You're like, what is podcast? What is guest? I I know. I literally am like, how did I start these? I should have like listened to an old episode to remember how I made the transition because I literally don't remember. Um, But I'm so excited to have you on. Anna and I met through our mastermind this year and Anna, you are literally just like sunshine personified. So I'm so excited to talk to you about all the things. Will you introduce yourself for us? Yes. Okay. So you already gave me a pretty sweet introduction. So thank you, Eden. Uh, but my name is Anna. I am a photographer based in Wisconsin. So, which is funny. Cause I feel like Eden, you have so many random friends in Wisconsin now, or like, yeah, I really do. Wisconsin. And I, <laughs> I knew no one in Wisconsin like two years ago. And now I know like several. <laughs> Yes. Bizarre. But yeah, so I am a Wisconsin-based wedding photographer that focuses on documentary style. And now I am a photographer turned business coach, a lot like you. And my big emphasis when I coach my gals is to focus on self-care, self-respect and a balanced business. So that's kind of like a brief little about me. Which we love to hear because I literally am like, I feel like no one focuses on that. as a coach really, or a business owner, like I just look back at the beginning of my career and I'm like, self-care slash respect was borderline non-existent. I'm like, that literally wasn't even on my radar. So how did you like first start incorporating that? Like, how did that, like, tell us a little bit about your introduction into like self-care and self-respect and all of those good things. Yes. Okay. So First, within my personal life, I feel like self-care really came in how it comes in for a lot of people, which is a breakup. And so Hmm. I didn't actually know at the time when I was going through this breakup and learning and growing that I was doing self-care. Honestly, I was just trying to get through the pain. And by going through the pain, it launched my journey into self-growth and realizing like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to figure out what is going to make me happy. And I sat down and had a conversation with myself in the mirror face to face, which can sound so awkward, but it was life-changing. And I just was like, 
what do you want? Like, what do you need? And I had never honestly asked my question, that question to myself before. And I started realizing all these things that brought me joy. And it was the first time that I realized what brought me joy. And so I was like, there has to be more to this. And that's when I started curating a sense of self and a sense of self-respect and treating my body right and realizing the power of no. And that's kind of what brought me to fall in love with the process of growing myself and falling into self-care as well. Okay. I want to hear more about you, like sitting down and looking at yourself in the mirror because I love that. But also Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm sure that was kind of awkward. Like, Oh yeah. Um, I feel like I actually noticed like a year, year and a half ago that I had like a really hard time, like looking myself in the mirror, like dead in the eyes. Like I noticed that I like would avoid almost like making eye contact with myself. Oh yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, no, we're going to start doing this. And so I started making like an effort to like literally look at myself, which sounds so mm-hmm. weird, but it's been like so healing. So what was that like? Like, how did you like force yourself to sit down and like genuinely have a conversation with yourself? Yeah, that's such a good question. First of all, it's so awkward when you first start because you kind of just feel weird because you don't really like you have this inner monologue with yourself constantly with the thoughts in your head, but you don't actually sit down and have a conversation with you like you would your best friend. And so honestly, I think how it happened was I was crying over my ex. I was sitting in my apartment floor and I had those big sliding door mirrors that like were doors to my closet. Mm -hmm. And I was going through all of our, our letters, our cute things. And I just started ripping them up piece by piece. And then I started crying and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, okay, girl, we got to get our shit together. Like we're (laughs) going to cry. Like we're going to let this all out. And then what do we need to do in order for us to heal, to feel better? And for me, I did like the most dramatic teenage thing that I could think of which was to set these letters on fire which was like so we love <laughs> I yes. love a good burning ceremony <laughs> right yeah so that was kind of the first moment I started talking with myself in the mirror and then from then on I because it was so transformative in that moment I was like let's continue this let's make this a habit so I would wake up in the morning and when I'm brushing my teeth it was just a matter of making eye contact as I would brush my teeth, as I would get ready. Cause I feel like we look at ourselves in the mirror, but you don't like actually look at yourself. Like, in yes, soul. you like genuinely don't make what I was just saying. Like, I feel like I was like, I am not actually connecting with myself. Like I almost felt uncomfortable looking myself dead in the eyes. Like it 100%. felt like I was like looking too much. Like, I don't know. It was almost like, yeah, you could like see your own soul and I didn't like it. Like, so changing that was like such an integral part of my healing. Yes, I totally agree. And it's so bizarre how the simple act of making eye contact with yourself can feel super vulnerable, but also feel really cathartic. And Mm -hmm. so I would just start having these conversations. Like, this is how I'm feeling today. Like, or today, what I really need is to go for a walk or like, just to honestly honor my feelings and look myself in the mirror and be like, dude, I'm struggling today. Like I am hurting, like, this is not easy. And like what you're going through is really hard. And I see you. And just to start recognizing that I saw my own pain and growth and healing was huge. Honestly, like the most life-changing thing that I could have ever done for myself. Oh, I love that. Um, so what has been kind of like 
I love that that was like part of your routine. How did you kind of like, what did the self-care look like in the beginning, just personally before you like kind of moved it into your business slash when did you even realize that it was so important that you needed to move it into your business? Yeah. So that was multiple questions. Sorry. So we can start (laughs) wherever. (laughs) No, I love it. Okay. No, I got you. I got it. I got you. So essentially with my personal life, it really started by just being aware of the little voice inside of my head that either wanted to say yes or no. So I described it from therapy, love therapy, that Mm -hmm. essentially it's parenting yourself. And I didn't know that that's what I was doing at the time, but that's what I was doing. So essentially it would be like, okay, I feel self-sabotage coming on. Like I know that I want to like, so one of my self-sabotage things is going and emotionally eating everything around me and just like, Mm -hmm. I don't care how full I am. I'll just keep eating. And So recognizing that pattern and being like, okay, Anna, as the parent to your inner child, we're not doing this. Or what we're going to do is choose something very healthy and nourishing to eat so that your body feels well. And that was the start of the self-care. So it was just parenting myself. And then it was also just getting my body to move and starting to embrace my own voice. This was around age like 19, 20, or I think 2021. And so I feel like I was just a couple years out of my parents' home. I was just discovering my own identity. And it was the first time that I could really ask myself questions like, do you actually enjoy going to the movies? Do you actually enjoy going out and drinking? Like, are these things that Mm -hmm. actually bring you joy? Are you just doing it because you're in a culture that tells you that that's what you should do? And Mm. that's like, yeah. And that's- I'm like, ooh. (laughs) mic drop and literally um, so that and I grew up in a really small town in the middle of Wisconsin so this closed-mindedness was heavy on me and it was the first time that I could really question all that so that's where I started with self-care was just asking myself those questions and then incorporating it so really just focusing on what brought me joy and then saying no to things that didn't bring me joy and that's really a lot easier said than done but it was a process so And then talking about how I felt like it needed to be incorporated into my business, I had this conversation about two years ago. So right at the beginning of COVID with my therapist, and we were talking about this hustle culture being a one woman show in a business. And I know that you have felt this too, because we've had conversations about this before. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, this whole industry is just telling you to go and it's like work hard, stay up late, brag about your 80 hour work weeks. Like what else are you doing? Like you shouldn't just be doing one thing. It's like constantly telling you that you're not enough and that you need to do more. And I was telling this to my therapist and I was really feeling like I was failing at everything and that I was so burnt out. And this was in person before COVID hit and she like grabbed my hand And she was like, Anna, if you keep up this pace at this rate in the next five years, you are going to be so burnt out. Your business is going to be dead. Like you're not going to be doing this in five years. And it was kind of this life-changing moment for me where I was like, wow. So you're telling me that my personal life does affect my business life. And that flip for me was monumental. And that was the first point in which I realized like, oh, so who I am as an individual in my personal life and how well I'm doing emotionally, mentally, physically is directly correlated with my business being a one woman show. Like it's different if you're a CEO of a company and you have all these people Mm -hmm. that can help you, but when it's just you, it really does depend on your wellness too. 
I love that. And obviously that is like what we are all about talking about here on the podcast is just like how when you uh, yeah, I'm like, if you're your own company, like you really are every aspect of the business. Yeah. If you're not doing well, the business is not doing well. So what was kind of, did you personally like reach a point or was there almost like a breaking point or like a moment where you were like, Whoa, I'm not doing well. This has got to change in order for the business slash like, how can people recognize that they maybe need to like start doing this self-care and balance within their business? Yeah. That is such a good question. I feel like the biggest thing for me was my calendar and my schedule and feeling like I felt obligated to constantly take things on that weren't bringing me joy for the sake of financial safety or Mm. because it was expected of me as a photographer. So we work so hard to build our business that when we finally get to this place where we're in high demand, we feel like we have to say yes to everybody because it feels like we that's what we've asked for. And so it feels weird to turn people down. And so I wasn't turning people down. And this is a really good place to know if you're at a breaking point is your business is if you're constantly saying yes to things. And immediately when you say yes, you feel this shift in your body where you're like, yeah, <laughs> or when no, you we've messed up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and I feel like it's also just when you know, in your heart, like you don't even want to take it on. Like you're not excited to create, you're not excited to show up. And, you know, we all have bad days in our business, but there's a big difference between a bad day and burnout. So I think recognizing when you've taken too much on is, is the biggest way to start incorporating more balance into your business, which I know that you've had points like this too, haven't you? Yeah. I'm like, I feel like my breaking point was, I always talk about like 2017, 2017 was, I want to say like my second year full-time and I shot 40 weddings. Um, within June alone, I shot 10 and (laughs) three of which were out of state. I literally was shooting triple header weekends and then like every other weekend shooting on a Thursday, flying out Friday, shooting Saturday, flying home Sunday. Like it was insane. I developed TMJ that year. Like it was at my body, like literally crumbled. Um, and so that, I feel like that was my breaking point where I was like, okay, we like physically cannot even survive Mm -hmm. like working at this pace um but I think there's obviously like times like that right where like yes you're looking at your calendar and you're like there's literally nothing else I can do I feel dreadful I feel awful or like you have a reaction to something but what are ways that people can maybe tell that like it's coming do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like do you have tips for people like on how to catch it before it gets to the burnout stage because I'm like ideally I think like looking back, I'm like, oh, I wish I had, you know, like caught that sooner and predicted yeah. that it was coming. So I could have avoided it. Like, do you have tips on catching before you get to the burnout stage, essentially? Yes. So the biggest tips that I would say is being proactive, which would essentially be scheduling out your schedule a year in advance. But Mm. if you're in the middle of your schedule, and let's just say that there's just all these life things happening, it's different for every person, obviously, because we all have a different tolerance. But I feel like everyone can identify with this feeling where it's like, you're getting, you know that you're starting to take on a lot and you're starting to reach this threshold. And then you start saying to yourself like, oh, well, just do one more. Oh, well, like I'm tired, but I can just fit Mm. this one person in. And Mm -hmm. it's like that, that point right there is where you need to start saying no, instead of being like, Oh, I'll just do one more because it's when you start crossing that line that all of a sudden 
five or six times later is when you hit burnout. And so I feel like, like I said, that threshold is so different for everyone, but yeah, that, that very specific line of like, oh, I'll just like, I'll just take one, one, one more on for the money or for the creative or because they're really kind. Like that's when you know that you need to start saying no. And you can feel it in your body. I love this expression of, I don't know if I've talked to you about it. I think I might've, but about feeling prickly and you feel uh. like, yeah. And you feel like everyone around you, no matter what they're doing and no matter who you're with, you just constantly feel prickly. You're agitated. You're on edge. You feel like you could just bite someone's head off. And it's not like it's every day. And if it's every day, you're probably already in burnout. No, you are in burnout, but yeah, it's these moments where you're just feeling like you're not yourself and that you're not able to be the full hundred percent filled up energetic version of yourself that you're already starting to misstep in the areas of burnout and self-care and balance. No, I think prickly is also the perfect way to describe that. Like thinking yeah. back on when I felt that way, I'm like, that is the perfect way to describe that feeling. And I also am just like picturing a cactus that like snags on things. Cause I feel like when you're in yes. that state, like even just the little things latch onto you and make you so frustrated. It's kind of how like you always stub your toe when you're having a bad day. Like, uh-huh. Your yes. coat pocket like catches on the door handle and you're ready to just like combust. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yes. So no, like, I love that. Toes. I think that's a great sign. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you're just like ready to like start screaming, um, yeah. literally throwing hands over that. Um, okay. So what are some examples of like self-care that people can do both personally and as a business owner in order to run a stronger business. Cause I think it's, there's something to be said, obviously about like taking care of yourself personally and having that bleed into the business, but are there specific like business types of self-care that you suggest people doing to run a stronger business? A thousand percent. So this is obviously like my area of passion and I already briefly mentioned this, but one of the biggest things that you can do that has been really life-changing for me is to schedule my year out. And that can seem really daunting because it's kind of like, you don't know where you're going to be in a year, but I mean it in the way of like availability. So like, I'm not scheduling every single engagement session or anything like that or coaching or, or whatever it is. Like I go in and I just write down my availability and then I stick to that availability and Mm. I don't go over that. So if, and then if I see, for example, that I have, let's say like three to four weddings in a month or something like that. And I know I'm also coaching, then I take on less because I already know that my mental energy is going elsewhere. So it's like looking out for future you. And yeah. And that's helped me a lot. And I would say the next part that is one of the biggest things that you can do for yourself, which I know you're big on too. Cause I know you, I think you've even had a whole episode on it is boundaries in communication, mm, mm-hmm. uh, and really sticking to those, for example, setting office hours for yourself, community, communicating to your clients, how they should communicate with you. If it's okay to text you, if it's okay to email you, what hours you're available and then not responding to them if they are outside of your office hours. So for example, if you tell people like, Hey, you can't text me past five. Like I have a family that I'm really trying to take care of and spend quality time with. And they text you at seven. Do not text them back because if you text them back, you're just showing them that it's okay to break break that. hundred percent. Yeah. So boundaries and communication is huge. And it's also boundaries with discounts and making sure that you keep your integrity and in what you're doing. So respecting yourself and respecting your business 
And in discounts, that's just whether family asks you, whether friends ask you, or if it's a couple that you really love, if they are breaking a personal boundary uh, by asking for a discount or something different or asking you to change your shooting style, your editing style, anything like that, that's also a boundary within your business that you can really hold strong to. And I'm not saying that there aren't special cases, but I feel like for the most part, that's something that, yeah. you know, works for you. Um, I love I would, that. Yeah. Um, I, and then I would say the last thing that seems so obvious is days off and making sure that yes. you're all the way off. Like you're not looking at your email. You're not checking your Instagram. You are like shut off as a business owner. So I say there's business Anna and then there's personal Anna and mm-hmm. uh, essentially my days off. It's like, I shut out business Anna. Like she can't come in and speak to me even in my head because then I feel like I'm already in work mode. So days off all the way off. How do you like make sure that you get days off? Cause I think that's, what's so daunting to people, especially like I know in the beginning of my business, like it just felt like no days off, like go, 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 go. And like you said, it's like hard to even not have like work Eden or work Anna, like in your head, how have you drawn that boundary? Like, what does that look like to you? Yeah. So the first thing that I learned about those thoughts in your head is being very present and making sure that it's also based on your environment. So for example, this sounds so simple, but like I have a home office and I don't go into my home office if it's not a day of work. Like I'm not going to be in here just like chilling or something like that, but it's also just like a state of mind. So for example, if someone were to email me or text me and I know it's a bride, I don't even look at the text message or I don't even open up my email because a lot of times people will be like, oh, I'll just see what it, what it says. And then it's not going to leave your head. Like we think that somehow we can get this out of our head and, and it just doesn't work like that. So I think being present and mindful about what you're doing that day is really important. But then it's also when those thoughts coming into your head, just being really compassionate and kind with yourself, because it takes like a long time for you to be able to redirect those thoughts. So not just being like, oh, I failed today because I couldn't stop thinking of work, but instead being compassionate and being like, okay, I'm in a thought pattern right now. I'm thinking about work. How can I get myself out of this? And like, damn girl, you are really into your work. I have a lot of compassion for you. Let's try and step out of this so that we can take care of ourselves and our personal life a little bit better. Oh, I love that. I actually just saw a TikTok today. I'm like, I feel like my, I used to always be like, oh, I saw something. No, I watched a TikTok. <laughs> um, but it was talking about like breakup specifically, but I think it's applicable to anything where like after a breakup, you get like frustrated that you're still thinking of them. Yes. When in reality, like anytime we have something that's been a big part of our life, our brain has literally created like neuron pathways, like dedicated to like those people like there's literally like channels in our brain dedicated to those things Mm -hmm. and so it does take time to like rewire those and so it's not that like you're feeling by thinking about work more or that you're being a bad person or that like you know you've done something wrong it's just that your brain is literally wired to think Mm -hmm. about work and so they were talking about how instead of yeah like you said like getting frustrated it's more just like redirecting it so that you can rewrite those channels and pathways so like 
say you are taking the day off work and you can't stop thinking of work, like doing something to almost like physically interrupt that, like get up and go do something else or like get up and start thinking of something else. Like, but to, instead of like shaming the fact that it came up, just be like, I'm going to rewrite this because my brain clearly just like is really clinging to what it's been preoccupied with for the last, however, so amount of time. Like, I'm like, I look back at even I'm like two years ago, me literally all I could think about was work. Like there was nothing else that existed in my world other than my job. And it was really hard to rewrite that. But now I'm able to like actually live a fulfilled life outside of work. It doesn't mean that like, I don't think about work. Like I, even when I went to Hawaii for a month at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year, I so badly wanted to not think about work at all. And that's not realistic, (laughs) but I'm like, but I think about it a lot less than I used to. So I think that's like great advice for just having to like, give yourself grace that it's normal Mm -hmm. and to just kind of like rewire those things. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said too, about where you are in your business, because when you're growing your business and you're in the first couple of years of your business, it's so natural to just constantly think about work because you're in hustle grow mode, which mm-hmm. I also have like so much, I feel like I could say about that, but you're constantly just like, okay, I have to do this. Like I'm doing this. This is what I, where I'm going, where my dreams are taking me. And you reach this point where like kind of where I am in my business and where you are, where it's like, okay, I can't let my whole business run my entire life. And so Mm -hmm. you have, it's so much rewiring in your brain to figure out what that looks like for you. And I think with the days off, the, the thing that helped me the most at first was actually scheduling out my days off because I'm not like a person that can wake up and just be like, I'm just going to do whatever today. Like I'm starting to get there, but at first, like it was so hard for me. So what I would do is just literally schedule out my day and be like, wake up, go for a walk and then go to yoga and then go read and then snuggle the dogs. And it would be like a very loose schedule, but I just like wrote down things that I love to do so that like, I felt like I was so purposeful because I was so used to running on a schedule from being in my business. Yeah. I love that. I was going to ask you next. Yeah. Like what you would suggest for people who are in the hustle mode. Cause I think that is where it's so hard is cause like it really does. Everything feels so pressing. Like everything mm-hmm. feels so urgent. Everything is dependent on you performing and like, thankfully you will hit a groove, but how can you best take care of yourself when you are still kind of in that hustle zone? Yeah. I think understanding the difference between determination and desperation. I feel Mm. like when we are in this mode of growth, like there are so many times when we want to grow in our business, I think that's really powerful. And there are times where we make personal sacrifices for our business and that's okay. I don't want to say that that's not okay. I think it's how you're approaching it. And so if you feel really good, let's say like working a really late night one night and you're like, okay, I'm doing this because I'm in a group. I'm so fired up about what I'm doing. I'm so excited about it. Then by all means, like take that night and like, go for it. Um, it's one thing to do that like once in a while than to do it every day. But if you're at your desk constantly, let's say editing or posting on socials or doing a newsletter. And you feel like you're just doing it out of desperation to grow and to be seen and to essentially like fast forward your business. Then that's where you have to draw the line with yourself and be like, okay, I can hustle, but at what cost am I going to hustle? And if you're hustling out of desperation, your energy is so off that I feel like you're not actually doing yourself justice. You're just 
putting bad negative energy that's probably coming from a place of complete burnout or at least tiredness and it's not going to it's not going to grow your business in the way that you want to um so if you come from a place of energetic self-passion and you're able to grow your business in that way and then call it when you're getting burnt out that's how your business will still grow at a great rate and so yeah determination versus desperation I love that advice. That is like fantastic advice. I have never heard a phrase that way. And I love that. I think that we also can get so hung up, especially in the beginning, but honestly, it even still happens now Mm -hmm. of like that desperation zone where like, you think there's going to be a quick fix. Like Mm. you think there's going to be something that you can do today. That's going to change the business forever. When in reality, that's just not a thing at all. Um, like even looking back on my career, I'm like, there is not one thing that I can pinpoint as something that like quickly changed my career. Like everything has been stepping stone on stepping stone on stepping stone. Like it is the long game through and through. And so I feel like that's what I always tell people when they like get overwhelmed or they feel like they can't take a day off is I'm like, I promise you this one day off Mm -hmm. literally will change nothing for your business, but everything for you, like everything for you. I'm like, there is nothing that urgent. There's nothing that pressing. There's nothing that is that quick of a fix that is worth your mental health to sacrifice for. Oh, hundred percent. And I feel like, you know, this as a coach too, because when I'm coaching my girls, one of the first things that I tell them is like, just so you know, in our next three to four months together, this isn't like you are going to explode. It's laying the foundation and building the consistency so that your business will grow consistently and in a very much more powerful way than just feeling like you're just all of a sudden going to explode and have this booming business. Like that's not what coaching is about. It's about foundations and consistency and habit building so that in a year or two years from now, you're like, holy shit. Like, look how far I've come by taking these tiny baby steps instead of desperately working into the night, trying to flip your business on its head or make a TikTok go viral Mm -hmm. because none of us actually know how to do that. So no, I'm like (laughs) coaching is, and honestly, everything in our business is just like sustainable growth. Like that's what you want to actually be trying for is sustainable growth rather than yeah. Like some fast action, you know, I just picture like every Facebook ad we've ever seen. That's like, (laughs) get 10,000 followers today. And you're like, okay, great. Like if I stay up till 3am working on this, it's going to happen. And that's just absolutely not a thing at all. Totally. And I also feel like our generation is kind of to blame too, because we grew up in a era where we just get instant gratification constantly. So people are like, Oh, if I start a business, I will be making six figures in a year. And like, while some people have done that and that's absolutely incredible, that is not necessarily the norm for small business owners starting a business in their first year. So I think like, that's also something to be said as our dang generation with our Amazon prime, just expects a little too fast sometimes. Oh my gosh. No, hundred percent. I'm like instant gratification is just not the name of the game with businesses. And so it is well, way more worth it to take care of yourself in order to build a sustainable business. Cause like you said, even in the beginning, like with your therapist being like, you won't even have a business in five years Mm -hmm. if you keep doing it in this way. And I've even had to tell some of my coaching clients that too, where we're, so one thing that we do is we talk about our why, and that's like the basis of everything that we're working for, which is, I 
it's such a great way to run your business. And so we were coming back to her why and why she started her business. And she was talking about how her biggest joy in life is her daughter and her and her husband were trying to get pregnant. And she's like, I just want a family. And then she shot 10 weddings in October. And, um, I was on a call with her and she broke down and she was upset. And I was like, listen, like your family is so much more important than taking on as much as you can for your business. And we had to have a very honest conversation also about her finances because she was making more than enough money than she wanted thousands more than what she wanted to make that was sustainable for her family. And so I was like, when is enough going to be enough for you? Like, what is it going to take for you to realize that you have what you need? And like, that's sometimes hard with, with owning a business. Cause like you can have as much, you can make as much money as you want. You can pivot as much as you want. You can always do more, but it's like deciding what's enough for you in order to be self-fulfilled. And that's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Cause I think that that Mm -hmm. is such a, I'm like, it applies in every area of our businesses where like, we kind of move the goalpost on ourselves. And the fact that like, we'll set a goal. And once we hit it, we just like, don't really even appreciate it that Mm -hmm. much. We just keep moving it further and further. And I think people do do that in our businesses, especially where it is so cool. And we're so lucky to like earn money off doing what we love, but we'll set like an income goal. And once we hit it, we're like, well, we just have to keep pushing it. And I feel like that's something that I've kind of come to terms with in my business over the last couple of years is that for so long, my goal was like six figures, right? Like in the beginning, my goal was six figures. And then once I hit six figures, I feel like I didn't even take the time to appreciate it before I was like, okay, now we need multiple, like now we need multiple six figures. Um, and I feel like I've come to this point in my business, my life where like, I literally the other day was sitting there and I was like, okay, like in order to hit this next goal that I've set, like I need to be doing this every day and this every day and this every day. And it's going to really increase my workload. Whereas in the last couple of years, I've kind of been able to maintain a way chiller workload Mm -hmm. and I don't work 24 seven. And I feel like I kind of had to sit down with myself and be like, do I even want that money? Like, do I even care? Like, or at this point, like, am I cool with the amount of money that I make just being the amount of money that I make? Like, are I like, And I feel like I've hit this point where I'm like, would it be great to be earning like half a million dollars a year for sure? No complaints there. But I'm like, is that worth sacrificing like a lifestyle that I've really fallen in love with? No. Um, And so I feel like I had to like get really real with myself that like, it's great if that comes and like, I will keep working towards it, but like not at the cost of my lifestyle and like the happiness that I've been able to build by not, you know, working 15 hour days every day. Yeah. And I feel like you could probably relate to this too. Sometimes it feels like the harder you chase it, the more it just runs away. And then as soon as you find something that you're really passionate about, or you take a break or you heal or whatever it is, it's all of a sudden, like this money falls in your lap and you're like, what? Like, where did this come from? What is happening? And it's just kind of like that energy that you're putting into the world because I felt that so much too. I hit my first six figures and then this year I hit six figures again. And, but it's kind of funny because in hitting that six figures, I also paid for a shit ton of things that I needed in order to keep up with my business. Whereas 
my take home was probably about the same as when I wasn't making six figures because I had like health issues come up from working too much. And I like had, I got engaged. So like I'm planning a wedding and like, we're saving for a house and like, we both invested in a business coach. So it's like, at the end of the day, I was like, well, I don't even know where a lot of this money went. And I feel like a lot Mm -hmm. of it was because I was desperately trying to grow it and explode it. And I realized about like halfway through the year, I think I even said this on one of her calls was I was like, I don't think I want to be a millionaire. I think I'm good. I think I have enough. Yeah. (laughs) And like, if it happens, great. But like, I don't think that's something that I can chase because I think I might kill myself trying to do it. Yeah. Through burnout. Um, And that was like a really powerful realization for me realizing like, okay, what is the actual amount of money that I need in order to be happy? Because we both have sacrificed a lot and I realized that I'm just not willing to sacrifice some of the things that I was willing to sacrifice before. I love that. Like the idea of sacrifice. Cause I think kind of like you touched on in the beginning, like the culture of our industry really is like you hit six figures. Once you hit six figures, now you need multiple. Once you've hit multiple, now we're striving for the millionaire mark. And it's like really sitting down and getting honest with yourself. I'm like, okay, like do I actually want that? Like, do Mm -hmm. I want that enough to sacrifice this, this, and this for, because it's like, at the end of the day, you could be a millionaire. I could be a millionaire if we wanted, but it's like, is it worth, you know, sitting at our computers all day, every day for, you know, 16 out of the 24 hours a day. Cause that's probably what it would take for a while. And it's like, to me, it's not like, I also am like, I don't want to be a millionaire at that cost. Like, right. If it, if, yeah. yeah, I'm like, if something magical happens, great. But like, I don't want my entire life and like human existence to be dedicated to hitting that figure just because mm-hmm. the culture of our industry is saying that's like the next step. Oh, a thousand percent. And I mean, even like, like you were saying before, like every advertisement, especially towards small business is like, make six figures, do this, do that, like be better, like hit 30 million followers on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like it's always Mm -hmm. advertising that we have to be better. And so I think what changed it for me was a lot of silence and just recognizing without all of the noise, what is the most important thing in my life and deciding that I was never going to sacrifice that again. And Mm. I love my business so much. I love being a coach. My, my biggest purpose, I think in my life is to empower women and to help them recognize balance in their life. But like, I also love my family and want to grow a family one day. And I know that like, if those two things ever come to a head, I will always put my family first because I never, ever want to sacrifice like that part of my life for my business. And that was like a really powerful um, realization for me to make because from the age of, you know, preschool, we are constantly groomed to think about careers. And so when I made that decision and decided that within myself, I was like, wow, this goes against everything that I was taught even through college and starting my own business is like, you're always so career focused. And I think that is such a beautiful thing for women to be able to choose and decide. And it doesn't make us it doesn't make us weak or strong to choose one over the other. It's just like a personal preference. And that was it for me. I love that. So what would you, do you have like a top three, top five, whatever, do you have like a couple tips that you can give people, um, as they kind of start this, like 
self-care journey, but also like identifying like what is truly important to them and like how to prioritize that in their life and business. Like, do you have like some quick tips that they can do or even like journal prompts, like something that they can do to really hone in on what their purpose is and like how they want to take care of themselves in the pursuit of it? Yeah. So it took me a while to figure out my why, honestly, like I remember doing it. I think it honestly took about a year for me to figure out. And the first thing that I did was you, it, you can just do it in a notebook or whatever. And it's just like these words that come to you. And so for me, it was a lot of like empower or like at that point, photography was really my main thing. So it was like connection and, um, communication and like leading, like, I really feel strongly about being a leader and I love leading people. And so then over the next year, I would just come back to these words and I would workshop them. I would kind of create sentences out of them. And then it would not feel quite as right in my body. And then like, as time went on, I started switching words in and out. Like as I continued to really process and like feel out what I wanted my purpose to be. And then eventually just came to this point where I said a sentence and it was to empower women and create connection and balance. And I was like, yup, that's it. I'm sold. And so I think, I think the biggest advice I can say is like also asking for help and asking people around you, like, what do you think I was put on this earth to do? Because a lot of times we're, we're us. So you don't see all of your superpowers as well as some of your friends would. And so Mm -hmm. asking outside people for help, like, okay, what do you think I'm meant to do? And then writing down your own version of that, marinating on it. And then also if you're spiritual or woo-woo, asking your spirit guides and being like, hey, what's up, girl? Like any hints for me on where I'm going next or what I'm meant to do in my life? And I feel like that will also guide you a lot. I love that. No, I think those are great to like, also, yeah, I'm like, I'm obviously a huge proponent of connecting to higher power and asking them as well. Um, Yay. Kate, no, this was all so helpful. And I'm like, even I'm so excited to like re-listen to this episode and implement some of these things going into the new year. And I'm like, I'm going to take a minute even just to read a book after this episode and chill for a second. Um, I'm like, take care of myself for a minute. But one of my favorite things to ask, I'm like, I do remember this from interviews, but we ask this on every interview episode um, to close out is I always ask, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Mm. I think the first thing that came to mind is that to constantly be open to the fluidity of change and that if you're open to the fluidity, fluidity of change and you adapt to it, that like happiness is always available to you. Oh, I love that. That's so cute and amazing. I love that. And I think that's such a good, like, piece of advice to have as an adult. I think that actually I was talking to someone the other day. I was like, it's so nuts to me, like how different being an adult is than you expect it to be when you're even like a teenager. And I'm like, I wish that's something someone had like prepped me for of like, Hey, yeah, it's great to have like five-year goals or like a plan for what you want to do for your life. But like, be open to the fact that probably none of that will even happen. Like, (laughs) I literally yep. am like, I, my life is nothing like what I thought it would be in, in the best ways too. Like not even just in like a negative way. I'm like in the best ways. Like I didn't even think my life would be this amazing. So I think it's yes. like such good advice to just know that like life is so fluid and every plan is multiple and like mm-hmm. to just go into it with that mentality is so powerful. Yes. You're not going to be able to predict shit when it comes to the universe. So. <laughs> literally nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. I feel like I'm like, 
when people even ask like what like my game plan is for the next five years I'm like I don't know like (laughs) why are you asking me I'm like I hope I'm happy and that is literally the only goal I have I'm like I literally don't care other than that I'll just let the universe do her thing (laughs) I know I feel like I've been proven wrong so many times by the universe that I'm like all right I, oh my I, gosh you, you got it I'm good yeah I trust you. literally oh my gosh okay well thank you so much for being on the podcast Anna can you tell everyone where they can find you on all the online spaces yes first of all Eden thank you so much for having me I have so much freaking love for you and I can't wait to see you soon um, oh my gosh I adore you I literally am like so sad I haven't seen you since Paris I'm like we have to post post this Omicron transformer variant whatever we'll have to get together <laughs> Yes. After the robotic version of COVID, we will absolutely literally. Um, oh my God. So everyone can find me on Instagram at Anna Marie photo, or my website is annamariephotos.com. And that's it. Honestly, I don't really do much else. Like I'm on TikTok, but like, I'm not on TikTok. So I just, mm. scroll. so I'm I feel that sure. now, <laughs> but we will link all of your stuff in the show notes too. So you guys can go follow Anna and all of her amazing self-care journey photography things. I love following your platforms. They're so fun. And you just did a series, right? Of like 30 days of self-care or I something. Did. Yes, I oh, did. I love so lots that. Of ideas. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So you guys go check that out. We will link that for you in the show notes. Thank you so much again, Anna, for being on. And thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.